Here we go again, Cringers. I'm Stacy. And I'm Steve. And this is our Cringe Fest. Steve and I are thrilled to welcome David G. Radford to this very special episode of our Cringe Fest. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hey, David. Thank you for, for being here. It's my pleasure. I, I, you, you, hold that thought, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so Stacy and I put a little bit of or did a little digging on on your background and and uh, folks listening, we we think you're going to be real impressed <laughs> when you <laughs> when you hear everything this 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 guy has done. So, oh so <laughs> uh, the very first movie Stacy and I watched together was Night of the Weir Rooster. That's David's movie in well. <laughs> completely i would i would say <laughs> and we of course we we want to hear a, a lot more about that uh, but you know the other thing we found is david has a whole series of of uh ebooks uh, available that are out there out on amazon maybe some pl- other places too and they're they are hysterical uh highly recommend you 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 take a look at those i I, i'm i'm about three books in right now and they're just hysterical i'm 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 doing the uh the poker one so far and i'm loving it (laughs) vampires playing poker that's hysterical (laughs) okay so stacy you've got a whole list of all the great stuff oh yeah david's done right yep all right, so cringers, please welcome author, videographer, or videographer, actor, director, director of photography, editor, makeup artist, which I always love my makeup artists, prop <laughs> masters, screenwriters, visual effects artists, and voice actor, David G. Radford. That's me. You got it. Whew. Man, that's quite a quite a list <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of accomplishments there. And and I know that you did. 99% of where rooster the i i'm i love i love effects right oh the the yeah and the, the the special effects you guys put together for that movie are just hysterical i don't i don't know how you did it i, I honest to god the, I, I and i learned so much i mean i learned how caustic chicken shit was i didn't know that absolutely you know? Yeah, absolutely well especially where rooster yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's well, got a little supernatural extra little bit up to it. Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been a wear hens? It would have been the same concept. What? You don't discriminate based on sex and gender. A cloaca is a cloaca, Stacy. Pretty much it. As long as it's got that little bit of supernatural in it, it can do amazing things. What was it? What was it made out of? Are you ready? Yes. We had a five-gallon bucket of uh, cookies and cream pudding. <laughs> I would have never thought of cookies and cream. So the budget, if, if you want to just jump into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the budget for the entire movie was $600. You know, I, I, we saw that on the internet, and we didn't believe it. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. But... Um, <laughs> we're blessed to live in an area where people, when you come to them and they say, I've got this idea, would you like to be a part of it? Many of them go, sure, why not? So (laughs) um, we had volunteer actors. 
we had locations that were just basically given to us uh, to do uh-huh. with as we please, which almost led to our arrest, but didn't quite. We can get into that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we want to hear that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, we begged and borrowed to get the camera equipment to do the thing in the first place because some of our equipment was pretty low key. And one of the things that I'm pretty proud of is I managed to match each camera so that even people who usually notice that kind of thing um, uh-huh. don't know that we didn't shoot it with more than one kind of camera. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just basically, you know, that's a lot of pudding, 600 bucks. Uh, <laughs> Lou's uh, corpse is uh, mostly newspaper and Halloween decorations and, you know, paint. So, I mean, you can do a whole lot with uh, very little. And of course we couldn't find real breast implants, spoilers. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> we used uh, balloons. And um, one of them, I, I would one not have actually bust. guessed that. Yeah. One of them bust while we were out there shooting. So we only had the one that we could actually use on set. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you just do what you got to do. So, so uh, the, the ending spoilers where they're going through the maze. I kind of wanted to know, is that the same set as the barn scene? Because the way that you had it set up could have been in a barn. Right. It was. Uh, Now, I'm going to let you know that I have read your very thought out reviews (laughs) of my movie. And the thing that uh, it seems to uh, have stuck in your mind was that they are supposed to be on an island. But here's a barn. And there's the town. And where did the ride come from? Right. The, the car. Yeah, that's true. That's car. true. Yeah. So in the uh, I just wanted to uh, literally this this is obviously going to be spoiler. I mean, build, <laughs> but in the reveal in the barn, it is mentioned that we're really close to town. The whole okay. thing was it was okay. like a, an audition basically, as the, as Lance's character buddy says. Okay. So that's basically it. If you're not familiar with an area and somebody tells you, you have to go across the lake to get to someplace and you spend <laughs> hours getting there. Most people don't realize there's probably another town. Like, <laughs> On the other there. side. Right. <laughs> Most people don't get that. So yeah, that was kind of the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to disorient you. And then, at the end, I'm going to reveal. Oh, by the way, yeah, we, we could have gone from the other we're, side. We were just, yeah, minutes. they're just next door. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm just making sure you guys do that. But uh, no, it, it was, uh, I was like, that's a question that needs to be answered because <laughs> it, it fit prominently into your reviews. I thought maybe I'd, I'd miss that somehow. But, uh, no, that was basically the budget. It was like, how how much money do we have on hand? And this was our second attempt to shoot it. The first time we had uh, another $600 and we were days with finishing it when one of our actors decided to go off and get married and just never came back. Oh, wow. So <laughs> as a volunteer, there's not really a whole lot you not, can do. Not much you can do, yeah. <laughs> which puts you in a precarious position. And so over the years since then, that was 2010, uh, until about 2014, I had been trying to figure out how in the world we're going to finish this movie. I mean, I thought about doing a narrative thing where the a guy's reading a book and then you get little chapters of it or something for things uh-huh. that we get actually shot. Um, how, have you, how do you work around these obstacles? And that's basically what filmmaking is to me is here's your story. 
here are the obstacles you don't know you're going to run into. <laughs> how do you complete the story? So, uh, but the group got together, uh, the ones who had remained, and they really wanted to finish it. And so in 2014, we tried it again. We just took a whole other stab at it. We're like, you just out with the old, with the new. Started uh, from the top, all over. Absolutely. Wow. We do some of the characters. We reached out to local community colleges to see if there were people in their acting departments that wanted to try to get a, a um, credit or something like that. And once we put all that together, we found locations. We found the marina um travis at the marina that's where we almost got arrested um <laughs> loaned us a boat we didn't even have to pay for it hence the part where we almost got arrested and uh, <laughs> he did not own the boat but he did loan it to us um so yeah there were uh, there were various things that happened throughout the course of the filming and of course uh, clayton nearly died and uh we had uh, yeah it would, I, I i saw some 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 stuff about that on the internet what what happened he, he took right. the ball or okay so the scene is uh the very beginning scene where you have the hunter mm -hmm. setting up the the young lady to be bait basically right. um uh, there's a there's a cliff in this scene now of course just like being across the ocean or the, the lake the cliff is not that big it's a little ledge that you can literally walk up on you stick your heads like this and you look over and suddenly you're on dangling off a cliff <laughs> oh um, okay okay so it was completely safe he walked through it we were going to go shoot his scene as we were getting up there to practice i showed him exactly what i wanted to do i got up on the cliff and then i stepped off on the log there's a log right here and walked off onto the ground and walked away. So he got up there and I made sure I had my shot and such. And he got up and he was like, like this. And I said, yes. And he hadn't changed into his, you know, cams or camouflage stuff or anything. Uh -huh. And uh, he said, like this. And I said, yeah, that's it. So he steps down to go change into his outfit and the log cracks. Oh, now no. I'm a small person personally. Uh, I'm uh. a pretty tiny guy. So he was a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> and uh, so he pulls his leg up and he's like, uh, I said, well, you know, there's a path right here. You don't really have to step on that log. I just did that to get back. But there's a path, you know, you just have to go right down two feet to the right. And uh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'll just jump down. And so he steps on that log and the log rolls over, taking his legs out from underneath him. Oh, and he landed completely prone onto the log and impaled himself on oh. one of the... <laughs> branches and immediately it's time to go to the hospital yeah 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 so i walk him to the hospital it's just the two of us i mean we are doing this kind of stuff there's hardly anybody else there uh so i'm walking him back to the car to get to the hospital it was one of the few times that we were speeding and no no cop in sight obviously <laughs> really want a police officer <laughs> We are on the other side of the lake. There's no cell service. I mean, it, it was it was really not a very good place to have something like that happen. We got him back to the hospital just fine. The surgeon had to clean him up and sew him back together. Uh, did tell him if you're going to be impaled, this is the perfect place to do it because <laughs> anyway, one way or the other would have been really, uh, really bad. And uh, anyway, so when you watch that scene and you see Clayton, out there with a the gun and he's shaking he's not acting he's like three or four weeks outside the hospital oh and he decided gosh. i want to come back and do this role 
And there he is. I mean, he's there and he's like literally trembling because he's still healing and he's still going through a lot of stuff. And he's back on those cliff areas that he fell from the first time. Uh, so he had a whole lot of that. And so when he's like struggling to get over that cliff, hardly any acting involved. <laughs> the man is facing some fears and he wanted to do it. Now, I didn't push him to do it. Fortunately, he, he just wanted to do it. It came out that way. And it was like, he's really proud of that scene. I mean, he's just really, really happy with the way that thing turned out. When you see him running through the woods, he can't run through the woods. He's out of surgery three weeks. That's his son, Justin, running through the woods. Oh, no kidding. Dangling off the cliff from the bottom, his legs, that's me. I'm hooked into a harness. <laughs> I wouldn't want to like bring anybody else into it. I didn't want to like put anybody else in danger. It was, it was, it was my situation there. So I'm hanging off a cliff with a harness tied to a tree with shoes that are way too big for me. Uh, kicking off and you can actually see the shoe flopping because it's not the right size but that so is the has... most epic directorial story i <laughs> the world needs to know how much how much you like i wanted to be a part of this because i put him into this that is right that is exactly. so epic. i couldn't let him risk himself anymore or anybody else it's like okay this is my story and if anybody's going to get hurt it's going to be me that that is... he was uh he was laid up for quite a while wasn't he um, he was he was out uh the, the puncture wound i think it took quite a while to heal but uh, he was actually only out like a week and a half oh okay okay all wound it was just a it was a puncture so it was deep and uh yeah he had to he had to recover from that and he's i mean he's happy and healthy as the day goes right now so and he's willing to come back for a sequel as a ghost or something so you know he's he's he's, he's all in so where where did you find your actors you mentioned community colleges stuff like that or right uh the basic group uh myself lance blaylock and justin trout um we met doing another short film for a guy uh whose name was jerry sword he wrote the music the ending song okay um, heaven or hell yeah and um great song by the way it really like clinches the whole movie as far as i'm concerned it's one of the best yeah. ones i've ever heard for something that small and he just donated it to us he recorded it and he just donated it so um but we met doing a, a film called brothers i filmed it for him and that's where i ran into to lance and to uh, to justin now lance does without a doubt one of the best arnold schwarzenegger impressions you'll ever hear <laughs> and if you go to any of his YouTube stuff, he's, he was East Coast Arnold. He was, uh, I don't know, Lance and Lancar, I think, films or something like that on YouTube. Um, he his, his Arnold is fantastic. So that's the first time I ever came across Lance is I was down at a different pier in a different lake. And I heard this Eastern Austrian accent <laughs> floating across the water. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Who is that? And it turned out to be Lance uh, showing off his very, um, very, very good impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was 2009. And uh, we got together. We made several parodies and such. We made several other short films that we put into festivals and things like that. That's the core group. Uh, we brought in Carly because, well, Carly is now Lance's wife and uh, oh, okay. they started dating. So we gained an actress and um, the uh, the rest of them just kind of like filled out 
from there, I held auditions for roles. I uh, contacted the community colleges, like you see, uh, Caitlin, who plays Lou. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's much closer to the flashback version of Lou, where <laughs> she's all sweet and pure and kind and innocent. <laughs> and when she came here with her father, who wanted to make sure that it was a real movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you read the part and I just I thought, you know, there's something there's she can be kind of a really unpleasant person if she really, really tried. And uh, my wife disagreed, but uh, I, I saw it. I saw the the potential she had and she nailed it. I mean, she's completely unlikable in this movie. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. we get to cover her in pudding and show up in plants. <laughs> one, one, one of the things that that Stacy and I always do, we, we watch these movies and we we've got. You know, she's in Alaska. I'm in Delaware. We've got each other in our ear so we can, you know, and we queue up the movie, you know, three, two, one, press start, you know. Right. But we always we so always kind of make bets about about who's going to die first. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. you've got it, to. It's it's a given. Yeah. If you're going to watch cool. any movie, you have to under you know, who's going to die first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes it's always it, it's especially with the more budgeted movies um the directors make it a lot less spoofy like they they make it really hard to pick the right. first person to die because they're like yeah everybody has done this in the major movies let's just do something different and right. you just and and you sit there going how's this person get-? really he gets his bit his dick bitten off okay <laughs> i'll go with that i liked right. it i thought that was pretty awesome <laughs> and and he was actually my pick to to be the first one to go and oh, he really? was one of the last ones and so i was really? like yeah well okay well i'm surprised we surprised you i i'm glad i'm glad i guess <laughs> no you you definitely kept us guessing with this one because you don't you don't think about it in terms of anything out there. I mean, right. you you have a were creature that is not what you think, not right. what you're used to. Yep. And to have an audition to be the next were rooster. Yeah. That was that was cool. Yeah. That was pretty epic. It's because really you don't... the only way to kill him is who who kills the were rooster becomes the were rooster. It's a... but it's I like, not I like... I like that little twist that it, it, toward the end. That was, that was very satisfying. <laughs> and then of yeah. course we always have the, okay, who's got the camping site up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> they were really compressed tents. I mean, they were really small. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Candace was incredibly prepared for everybody. Yeah, every time we we come across something like that in a movie, we always refer back to Weird Rooster. Okay, you know what, what do they have in that backpack? You know, it could be a small it's car. Much, we don't know. It's bottomless. It's a really it's a bottomless backpack. It's a bag of holding. If That's if exactly I could be is. so nerdy, it is a bag of holding. Absolutely. Well, you know the the audience for this group is a pretty nerdy group. So I mean, I think most people would understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, basically, all I, I think it makes it funny. I think it's I think it's just hysterical, you know. But. When I was growing up, I would come home from school, and we had UHF channels back then, of course, mm-hmm. uh, for the a certain uh, age group who may be listening to this. Before <laughs> <laughs> uh, cable, basically, there was UHF, and on UHF, of course, they had they just had to fill their time, and they would show the worst possible movies in the world that they could afford. And I found these things 
endlessly entertaining. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, when you, when you came back and you saw a werewolf choking somebody, it's a werewolf. <laughs> Why would it kill anybody by choking them? You know, it's just the absurdity of it. And I always wanted to do something that was kind of that ridiculous. So uh-huh. I'm at a friend's house, Mark Milford. He's uh, he, his guy I went to college with, and he said, uh, Dave, I've come up with an idea. I said, what you got? He said, were rooster. And I went, that's brilliant. That's it. That's the, whole, <laughs> that's the movie right there. And uh, we sat there and we fleshed it out. You'd have to be killed in chicken related ways. You'd have to have like parody names and such. Uh, Ralph, for instance, being mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I mean, all this kind of stuff. We, we I came back home and I started writing a script. And then, um, and of course, obviously, since the first attempt failed, I had to rewrite the script to fit better mm-hmm. what was going on. So, yeah, it was just uh, a perfect inspiration. And that's what he is. He's just an inspiration factory. He's a great guy. And uh, <laughs> we just ran from there and then uh, showed it to him. He thought it was hilarious. So, I mean, he just, <laughs> that was really good. Um, he said I, I probably didn't go enough with the gore and such for it, but uh you know, I was wanting to do that UHF thing, something that might you might see on sci-fi. Are you uh, going to bring him in for the second one? No, I've actually already got the second one written and we pretty much cast and location set. It just, uh, there's the pandemic going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. I, there, there I don't that. know if you've heard, but Alaska's number one per capita. So. <laughs> oh, joy. Go Alaska. Joy. <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a tribute you want but yeah yeah it's 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 uh it's made things more difficult of course we had the next one's supposed to be dawn of the were rooster i've already posted the poster on the were rooster facebook you know Mm -hmm. after the night comes the dawn the third one will be mid-afternoon of the were rooster (laughs) oh my god that as a zombie lover and of course my first zombie movie ever was night of the living dead the very the black and white one right that that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's a, it's just going to get more and more ridiculous, but at the same time, have kind of like an undertow of a story you actually want to sit there and listen to. Uh, I, I come from the, um, the school of horror movies are basically morality tales mm-hmm. that go awry basically. Yet, you know, <laughs> so you've got your teenagers doing bad things and they pay for it sort of stuff. And that's what our society looks at and says, well, no, you shouldn't do that. And then of course they're, they're ultimately killed for whatever they do. And the same thing inside a were rooster, as you see these people be nasty or conniving or whatever, and they pay for it until of course, buddy who, uh, who has to pay for his initial, um, selfishness, basically getting off here. I'm not going to help you people kind of stuff. So, and then of course his, his story comes around. So it, it, it's the same thing for the second one. Now he's, he's living with the consequences of his actions. And so he's got to move on. So, yeah. And then, of course, we'll have the third one where we just like try to wrap everything up into, I'm not going to say a redemption arc, but at least a satisfying conclusion. I hope. Oh, that's great. That's great. So do you have a, a timeline for the second one? Is it? Is it? Uh... Yeah, uh, it was 2019. <laughs> so we're <laughs> behind schedule. Right now. <laughs> 2020 uh, is the year that shall not be named. So, yeah, no, I. I, I totally get it. We would like to know, is there any way that we can maybe help you guys out? Is there anything that, and we're all over the world. Wow. So if, if you need a cringer slash scoop to help you out, you'll just let us know because we, we have done some crazy stuff within our community. 
<laughs> and that's actually how Steve and I met was through this community of, of amazing people. And we're from, we've got Alaska, Canada, the continental United States, UK, Australia, and that's just the cringers. So we wow. have, we have a community. So seriously, if you, if you just need a little something just to help out, please let us know because we want to see this movie so bad. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. It's very selfish. Uh, of know, <laughs> it's just mostly timing is timing and everything else. We're ready to go. We've got uh, over the last year, I've made a lot of prosthetics. Okay. So the biggest complaint on Amazon, which is where all reviewers go to die. Um, uh, is that uh, you never, and this is a big spoiler, you never see the rooster in the movie. Your imagination yes. has to be evolved mm-hmm. enough that you would imagine what a rare rooster actually looks like. And the thing that I'm surprised we never get called on is you never see the were rooster when you're supposed to be looking at the were rooster. He's <laughs> invisible most of the time. He only lets you see him when he wants you to see him, which is something I came up with so we didn't have to worry about the big rooster in the place. Right. Um, on a $600 budget, the the uh, the monster that we would have been able to build would have been worse than your imagination. That's just basically it. That's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until I saw a guy comment, why didn't they just put somebody in overalls and a chicken head? And I thought, that's brilliant. (laughs) 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 That was, that's, uh, that guy, that guy needs to be in movies. But um, (laughs) anyway, with that budget, we couldn't make the prosthetic kind of thing that I thought it might need. So for the next one, we can do kind of a transitional version of that. And so I've made lots of those prosthetics and such. Uh, If you remember the old Incredible Hulk TV show where uh, David Banner was exposed to the meteor. And so he could never transform back from the Hulk into David or back into the Hulk and he was stuck. Um, that's kind of a process that we're going to be looking at in Dawn of the Were Rooster, where he's stuck. And so it's going to look vicious and horrible and painful and terrible and hopefully really, really disgusting, but at the same time, very entertaining. Um, and that I can do. I couldn't do a giant, you know, six and a half foot tall rooster. <laughs> I thought recently I've been able to figure out how to do the giant six and a half foot tall rooster. So, oh, wow. uh, the folks over at Film Hub who have been distributing our movie through, uh, you know, your various over streaming platforms on Roku and such like binge mm-hmm. and you know, all this kind of things, binge horror. Um, they want an updated version of okay. specifically different quality. So I'm going to take that opportunity to try to put a wear rooster in there if I can. Um, that's something we're going to, we're going to try to do. Uh, the people over at stream go media are showing it on various platforms. And of course, Amazon, the big monster in the world. Um, Actually, we have to call Amazon um, or at least I'm going to take it upon myself. A lot of the movies that we started watching for free are now starting to become paid. And I believe one of really? you, I believe where rooster is now a paid. And I'm wondering if it's because we have a podcast about it. We write about it. If you search it in, I'm pretty sure it'll come up on page 15, ah. but I, um, but that would explain I'm the decrease in views. <laughs> yeah, it, it's four bucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, I honestly, for us anyway. I honestly want to find out if it's just because it's Halloween season, or but there's been I would say about twenty five percent of the movies that we have watched 
have been changed from free to uh, paid. That is amazing. According to everything they send me, it's still got its, as long as you're on Prime, you can stream it as much as you want to kind of thing. Maybe uh, it's because they won't status. let us watch it anymore. Yeah, maybe we watched <laughs> it too many times. That would explain a change in the demographics. We've had actually more people pay to see it lately than have watched it for free. So maybe that's why that's going on. Although in the UK, we're some reason. In the UK, we picked up a following there. Uh, I didn't think they'd pick up on the jokes all that much there, but uh, yeah. I, I did mention we have UK cringers, didn't I? There we go. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because I, I, I know that we have at least three. Okay. In fact, <laughs> our music, if you've if you've dared to listen to it, the opening music is uh, a friend of ours, Tony Longworth in the UK, and he made that available for us for free. So oh, well, it's a custom good. song. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for some reason, it's catching on there, too. Um, that's great. Yay, that's awesome. You want to know exactly what you guys can do, though, is if you like the movie, rate it. If you didn't, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically all. Uh, we're hanging somewhere around three stars. We're at 2.7 some days, 2.9, sometimes 3.2. We're hanging right around three out of five stars, which for a $600 movie, I think is a fantastic thing. I think oh, we I can know. do that. I, I thought we already did. I keep forgetting to do that. We always say rate and review, but we don't want people to actually rate and review because we're scared that they will actually make us higher on the list of searches for podcasts. Oh, <laughs> and then people will see you. Yeah, we don't want that. And they will For listen. at least hear us. <laughs> well, you know, we that is something we could ask our our uh, our listeners and and readers to do though is to go rate these movies if they watch them. To absolutely, yeah. Yeah. If, if you liked it, three stars are great. Fine, just yeah. put a little rating there. You know, hit the button and move on. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't, that's fine. You can pass. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know the many many things. I have a love hate relationship with this movie, right? Obviously, it's a labor <laughs> of love, and just like anything else you create in your entire life, there are things in it that make you appropriately cringe. You know, for this podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, this movie, I've seen probably I don't know five hundred times because <laughs> I edited it, and I went through the whole process, and you know, scored it, and all this kind of stuff, and trying to get this to work and that to work, and it's just you know. The main, the main issue for us always, because I've done short films where the audio was so bad that you never really paid attention to what else was going on. I mentioned the Crimson Fold when we spoke through email, right? Mm -hmm. Crimson Fold was our first foray into uh, short films, my wife and myself, as a company. Mm -hmm. And uh, the audio was just awful because we were using lights that we had borrowed from a, a, a surgeon, actually guy who did my appendectomy <laughs> yeah he was a photograph buff and he, he liked to take pictures on the side as you know, a hobby and so he said i've got some lights but he didn't mention that his lights buzzed all the time and so there's oh, no drone in the background of every shot that i at the time couldn't afford any kind of software to remove or do anything with because we're learning and my wife's under the table with a, a sure microphone, like kind of you sing into at her concert or something, because that's all we had. And uh, she's pointing up to whoever's supposed to speak at the time. But uh, I mean, we had a, a combination of like really serious actors and people who had never acted before in their entire lives. And they were all working together trying to get this movie out. And, <laughs> and when I showed it at the Cinemall, which is our local theater, uh, it 
it just hummed. I mean, it just hummed over. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Um, my husband used to work for UW TV. He used to work at the TV station at the University of Washington. Hmm. Um, check out a local uh, college TV place. They may have some microphones that you can rent or borrow. We have vastly improved our set since then. That, that was two thousand. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was an immediate lesson learned right there. The so marina was, doing, was a little bit was a little choppy. Right when I when I did uh, Wear Rooster, that was kind of my focus. I want to make sure that in the theater you don't have that kind of experience, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's something just really annoying in the background, and um, so in the process, yes, I've seen this movie at least 500 times. I love this movie. It makes me laugh almost every time every I watch time. it. Yeah. It hits oh, yeah. me just right on so many of these things. And then there's other things I look at and I'm like, oh, I should have done that better. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And that's the way it is with everything. So I think getting back to my original point, I know we went a long way around. The- <laughs> that's <laughs> what we do, man. Just to get to town two minutes away. But what I think is for a $600 movie, it's fantastic. I mean, it hit oh, exactly yeah. the way I wanted it to. Yeah. That's basically it. And that's yeah. why I'm proud of it. It's just like, yeah, there could have been a lot of stuff that's improved on it. At the same time, wow, look what we did. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and it's very enjoyable to watch, you know. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, no, it is. And I, I, I've shown it to two of my kids. You know, they happen to be here and I'll say, hey, come on, sit down. We're going to watch this. <laughs> Hopefully about 13 and over. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're all grown-ups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we do have, we do have to thank you because, you know, if it wasn't for that style, I don't think we would have gone into this theme of, of movies. Uh, wow. Right before you came on, Stacy, I was, uh, we were chatting about that, how this set us up now for, Every time we search for a movie, this is kind of our criteria, you know? It's, yeah. It's got to be this ludicrous. It's got to be gory. It's got to be funny, you know? And, and it's ridiculous. And it makes fun ridiculous. out of itself. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, you really have to respect it. And um, I'm only a couple of chapters in the um, Vampire Poker, the Crimson Fold one. Right. Your writing is so easy to read. I mean, oh, it you. it goes it goes smooth, and you can kind of do it, and you do have that that tease of the character name still, right? You, you yeah. do have yeah. that joke, and and you can tell if if you've watched your movie three or four times, like I have, <laughs> um, you can see that that that's the humor that you write in, and I right. love that consistency from your your movie. I'd love to see some of your shorts, but well, I can see that consistent. Uh, they're on YouTube. All on YouTube. Okay. Every single one of them. Um, a long time ago, I started the Digger Rad channel. Um, and when I did that, we did that specifically to make parodies and short films to show on YouTube. Okay. One of the things that we did was pretend to rule the world <laughs> in a series of Illuminati videos, right? So obviously looking at the world, it's out of control. What if the world really was run by the Illuminati, but they were just really bad at it? <laughs> so we made three episodes. What if? I think that I think, might be real. <laughs> I think you well, saw. we're not going to get into that. <laughs> People have different opinions. Yeah. Uh, but for the purposes of the show, 
we made three different episodes that were like five to six minutes long, something you could sit down and watch. And then my whole idea was to, in between the episodes where we were going to be able to do stuff, uh, I would do uh, something, a commentary on something that was going on at the time as the man. I would be in charge of everything. Well, that took on a life of its own. I had people believing I was the man. I had people thinking <laughs> that was true, even though I made it up when I was standing in front of the camera. I mean, literally no thought into it, just making up stuff off the top of my head. That took over the Digger Ad Champ. <laughs> that's basically all that's on that right now. So we took all of our short films and our parodies, and we moved them to the Digger Radium channel. And that's where the trailer for Where Rooster's at. Okay. All and right. Oh, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. <laughs> that's where you'll find uh, Let's Get Out of Here. Um, what else? Uh, Last Laugh. Um, oh, Serial, which is my favorite out of everything that we've done. Serial is so good. It's the idea that all of those guys that you see in horror movies like Michael and Jason and everybody else, they're actually killers for hire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From an insane asylum run by a madman who does that. <laughs> so oh, that's he's, the serial, he's literally the serial killer using these things as, as tools. Because when Michael Myers kills a household of people, nobody stops to ask why. It's Michael Myers. When Jason kills a whole bunch of summer camp people, nobody asks why. What if there's a reason? What if one of those people there was the actual target and everybody else is just collateral damage? So, yeah, that's kind of the whole the whole thing. I love Serial. We have a five movie arc for that that we just never was able to get off the ground. But we did the first one and it it, okay. it, it did pretty well at the film festival we sent it to. So somebody stole our poster. They were such a big fan. <laughs> I would have signed it if they had. <laughs> But yeah, that was a great idea. Oh, I love that idea. But anyway. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, all that's on the Digger Radium channel. So yeah, just scroll okay. through that and you'll find those those various things. But yeah, that's where the trailer for the Wear Rooster is. And that's the link you find whenever you click on the, um, whatever the Facebook page is. It sends you okay. for the trailer. It sends you there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Watch the movie. It sends you to Amazon. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, I don't think we want to take too much more of your time, and the sunlight is directly in my face right now because <laughs> it's Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> Absolutely right. Because it's only like it's like almost well ten forty five, so it's still wow. morning. This is the morning sun for me. So wow, okay. And and again, we want to thank you so much for for joining us. When he when when Steve said, oh yeah, I did this thing, I was like, no. And he wrote back, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I just I just kind of like, it was a shot in the dark, you know, we thought, ah, right. whatever. We'll never get this guy to talk to us, but let's let's oh. start, let's start with the, the, the person we really want to talk to the most. Let's start with our beginning. Right, right. You, you see, and, I'm, I'm, Stacey I'm, says, I'm oh, proud. absolutely not. No way. <laughs> I'm very proud to be part of that of their, your beginning as well because it's just you know it, it, this this last year and a half now has just been kind of uh, tedious for all of humanity basically. Absolutely, and so yeah. People, like take that time to do something creative. Well, I mean, how am I not supposed to help that? I mean, I, I love yeah. the idea of helping you guys find your 
niche to uh, <laughs> even if you do call them cringe uh, I, I don't to do that we've had some really good reviews and we've had some really thoughtful reviews and we've had some people who just want to you know there's trolls and everything they just want to tick people off and stuff but everybody who interacts with us we appreciate their time honestly i mean they've taken their time to watch our movie that's amazing to me that's absolutely fascinating so uh to enjoy the movie on top of that well i mean i can't i can't be unhappy about that at all I've had <laughs> honestly if i could go to horror convention to horror convention and people actually knew who i was and wanted to talk to me about it i'd talk to them all day long i love talking <laughs> about it. so it, it, just one la- one last thing and maybe i'll maybe we'll, we'll we may edit this out if, if it doesn't happen but sure. um if it doesn't happen, okay. Well, no, no. I mean, I've I've, I've kind of screwed up our continuity here because, oh, okay, um, okay. Well, <laughs> um, right. uh, and that's my fault. But I wanted to I wanted to ask you about the the horror conventions and film festivals and things like that. Right. right. I, I, I uh, you know well, the movie won what first place at some. Yeah, we won best feature at the Mad Monster Film Festival in Charlotte, North Carolina, which was surprising okay. and also very. Uh, flattering as well i mean yeah um the charlotte uh film festival it, it fluctuates as to when it's going to be where it's going to be that sort of thing mad monster usually comes down and does a show and they they've made the film festival a big part of that show okay. the first few years we were there the thing was gosh it was very heavily attended after that kind of hit and miss and such but you know each time they they take an effort to take whatever submissions they have. They don't really have like a, uh, you've got to be from this kind of studio or you've got to have these particular credentials to, to sign in uh-huh. uh, or send in a, a movie. And so that's where we sent a lot of our shorts. That's where Serial had such a good representation okay. and that sort of so thing. Th- but then there's, there's like a community of, uh, right. Oh, right. that's amazing. For, yeah. That's for amazing. North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, um, I think the furthest away was maybe West Virginia, maybe somewhere in Tennessee or Kentucky. You can send pretty much worldwide, really. They'll take pretty much anything as long as they can fit it into the schedule. So it's a good way to get involved in the community and to meet the people who do that kind of thing. Um, The first time we showed up, we had three very short shorts. I mean, like, like two or three minutes. We were just trying to like get things out there, see how creative we could be in two minutes. Right. Um, we won a contest for that, by the way, but wow. uh, that was for containment. But uh, anyway, so we, we did all that and uh, we got basically people were there. Hey, you know, welcome to the community. We have several people that come in year after year and people can talk to them. Uh, that's where I met Amanda Bierce. That's where I met uh, Lance Hendrickson, various other people that are part of that thing. They come through the convention, of course, and sometimes they stay and see the movies. Sometimes okay. they don't. But uh, it's it's fascinating to sit there and, and watch all these things because some of them are clearly fantastic. I mean, they're just way above what most people can do. And then you got the guy who's got a camcorder in his basement or something like that. He's got an idea and he just wants to try it. And That's so you amazing. can sit there and you can see a whole wide range of stuff that you may not be able to see at a regular film festival because it doesn't make the cut or it falls outside their criteria. Sure. Some incredibly brutal i mean it's just a brutally violent stuff so <laughs> there's not a whole lot of state film festivals or anything like that that are going to take that kind of thing so uh-huh. they are they're a, a place where you can get things seen so when we came down and we sent them were rooster and we won best feature i was thrilled i mean i was just absolutely 
floored actually i was hoping (laughs) you just never know yeah well that's 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 fascinating stacy we got no idea we're gonna have to start making some road trips Sure yeah, because that's like that cheap. Anyway. How's our yeah. how's our travel budget doing, Stacy? We, we, we up for that? Uh, <laughs> I don't think three dollars is going to cover it right okay. now. All right. Okay, all right. Especially the flight down to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's our, our Las Vegas flights for April were almost six hundred dollars a piece. Wow. trip. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to take us <laughs> off on that tangent, but I, no, I no, I totally, I totally love it because I had no idea that those even existed. That, that's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, we got to tap into that. You will find all kinds of things, and there's a mad monster in Arizona, which is not too much closer to Stacy, <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit further west. Uh, yeah, there's several other places that have that too. The um, there's a Fright Night Film Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we had some films. And I know for a time. fact we have a cringer because our number 100 cringer is in Louisville. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, or maybe it was top, the top three. But yeah, we have we, we just made 100 people on our Facebook page, so I'm sending out treats. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the best way to grow a community. Treats. <laughs> treats, right. Treats. I'm not above bribery. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've we've kept you. We've kept you way too long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I appreciate you actually buying that. I mean, that's the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. I thought it was hysterical. I loved it. I loved the. I'm I'm not going to spoil it, but because Stacey's still reading it. But yeah. the, the, The twist at the end really got me and i and i love the i love the way again try not to spoil anything how how it's explained you know right yeah right. they're just they're just not ready they're not ready and and, um, and, that, and that elaborate story that they come up to protect <laughs> protect the others i thought that was just beautiful i i, I really like that the idea occurred to me one day when I was thinking, if you're a vampire and immortal, how do you fill your time? Yeah, right. You're right. You know? Yeah, sit around and play poker, right? Well, I mean, sometimes they're going to run to the same people and, and you know, everybody else is lunch. So you might as well right. get together occasionally and play some poker or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, was, right. I was really happy with that. And I'm happy with the way the, uh, the uh, other um, John Rainey books are coming. Yeah. Too. I've got yeah. like a 10 books scoop in my head and I'm writing them as we go along all of that is actually the aftermath of another film project that I'm trying to do where a guy okay uh, does something in New York because it's referenced several times in the John Ramsey books and then uh, the you know the aftermath of that you've got people living in New York who have to deal with the the consequences of that action so yeah I, I've got all these great ideas and it's just a matter of time and writing and and that sort of stuff so uh, but I really appreciate you buying that. I really do. That's that's. Oh, great. I'm looking forward much. to getting the John Ramey because the 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 poker one is just. It's <laughs> like I said, I'm only a couple chapters in, and I'm already hooked. I'm like, that's I great. love, <laughs> I love the randomness and the humanity of the characters. They're not these hoity-toity vampires. They're just these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, these it's, are just snacks here. Don't don't don't, don't overdo it. Don't <laughs> overdo it. These are light orders for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> and I'm going to try something later, and we'll see if it works. But the snacks, <laughs> leave the snacks. No, um, only Julia. 
is a hoity-toity. Everybody else yeah, is uh, yeah. true down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find one of those somewhere, right? I mean, that's just the way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I really had a lot of fun writing that. I, I thought that was that's a good idea. I need to type that out. And of course, then we turned it into our first short film, and we uh, we could probably do it a lot better. <laughs> we did, <laughs> but uh, we it was still, you know, all beginnings are tough. Everybody's beginning doesn't go well. When you're starting to walk, you fall down a lot. So that's that's basically you just got to keep getting up, you know. And that's yeah. that's true of everybody. That's just the way that it goes. Nobody falls out perfect, ready to go. So yeah, I thank love you, that. Bro. I love that. You so mentioned much. you bought those. I appreciate that. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, no, no. We, I they they need to be read. They need to be. <laughs> oh yeah. <great. laughs> Well, there's a lot more ideas where those come from. So who knows? Maybe something else will <laughs> pop up on Amazon before too, too long. Amazon, by the way, has lowered the bar for basically having a mass audience on anything. And just amazing how in the world that we live in now, something like an Amazon can come along. And then you've got, like you said, you have cringers all across the world. Um, the Internet has made that available for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's a that's a fantastic opportunity to be in. It's a very democratic kind of way of doing things because everybody has a voice in it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a little hard to stick out sometimes. But if you find your niche, like you guys have, like I hopefully have had, and uh, you can build that niche, well, then you've got, a, you've got yourself a, a, a career or at least a very creative way of doing things. Sure. It's a great outlet, too. So, you know, just, just absolutely. And, and going back, like you said, it, it the last year, this has been great to have, to, to, to be able to have electronic communication in Absolutely. whatever form, you know? Yeah. Roll yourself back uh, 1918 and having to go through that without yeah. the internet. Oh gosh. Yeah. Without constant <laughs> entertainment or whatever, you go to a theater, literally a theater at the time, not a movie theater, but a real theater. And they just, I mean, you've got all these kinds of things that you have to deal with without any way to blow off steam basically i mean we're <laughs> yeah we are uh, blessed and cursed at the same time that we have right. such a tool available <laughs> i blame the illuminati <laughs> that guy on top. I, I, think, I can't guy wait to watch i think those. i think I'm you so got excited. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well you definitely have some fans for life well thank you very much <laughs> i hope we don't disappoint no oh, no. no oh no <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we ought to wrap this up. We've taken way too much of your time. We're gonna um, we're gonna release this as a special podcast, and there you, know, go. you know, let people know that this is this is something special. Oh yeah, it, it is. It is very special to us. Again, thank you for your time. Um, it's there's so much in wrapped into you. Oh. I mean, we thought it was just Wear Rooster, and then we find out about your YouTube and your books and all these other things. And if it weren't for, unfortunately, the times that were a lot of of uh, small directors and and um, smaller wonderful movies may not have ever been watched. Absolutely, absolutely. You couldn't do what I did ten years ago, fifteen years ago. It couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, you could do, uh, you would have to force your way through channels that were designed to be closed uh -huh. instead of having to make yourself stand out in an area that anybody can get to. I mean, it's a different challenge altogether. Uh -huh. So I, I am really, I mean, 
at any given time, you make a deal with what you got. That's that's the creativity part of everything. <laughs> and so we are we're very happy that we have this these options available. And we're happy that we have people who are love what we do and they want to talk about what we do. So thank you very much. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, right. cringers. Until next time, keep the algorithm guessing and never be afraid to just click in that movie or emailing a director you're a fan of and see where it <laughs> takes you. This is Stacy. And this is Steve. Thank you again, David. Good night, children. Night, kids. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. That's good. Now, before you leave, I want to point out something. Yeah. This is my... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about <laughs> that. <laughs> it's Hamlet, you moron. Uh, my wife uh, designed these shirts for the people who are the poor of the thing. So everybody who has a quote in that movie that kind of stands out, um, they got a shirt. I mean, we... Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw yeah, the. I, mean, I could see the top line, and I didn't yeah. get the punchline. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just the ridiculousness <laughs> of a suicidal clown quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> I could not, in good conscience, not do that in the movie. But it's just, to me, it was one of my favorite parts. Uh, what's funny is when Lance gives his line, "I'm not a moron, you are," uh-huh. as he's sitting over me. That's not scripted. He just oh. came up with that. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I lost it. I was laying there dying and I just start cracking up. But we did that thing about four times. And every time I lost, that's why you see a cut. Because I couldn't stay stay in character is dead. My wife's over in the corner. She's actually helping me shoot. She's shooting the thing. She starts laughing. It's just like the whole thing just out of the blue. (laughs) My gosh. That's kind of of what happens, you know. Um, Yeah, Pepper was great as Colonel Sanders. He came up with a couple of good ones or something. It's just, just, it's amazing to me what, you know, what a creative group we just found. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. I I, I meant to ask you before, is Carly actually acting somewhere? Is that her career? No, she's actually um, something to do with horses. Okay. At Emory. I thought she was great. I, I thought, okay, she's she, she's she's a star, you know. She's... Right, right. Well, I mean, she's basically the center. The person we had before was Sarah Harless, and she is fantastic. Okay. Another funny thing, uh, she cut her hair right before the movie started, so we had all these promotional shots that we did uh-huh. for the poster. Oh, no. Another thing we did. She <laughs> had pigtails in that. When we go to shoot, <laughs> she cut her hair completely off. I mean, so it looks like she's got red feathers because it's so short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's appropriate. Uh, at the end of Where Rooster that we did shoot, um, Ronnie, who um, is uh, Bobby Counts, he dyed his hair blue because he was going to go to a concert. <laughs> he had another day of shooting. So we just used it in the movie. Your hair is blue. Really? I thought it felt different. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's part of the whole thing that you go along with. I mean, obviously, he was in the presence of some supernatural thing that happened when Buddy was finally transformed into the rooster and taken. And it turned his hair blue, of course. It turned his hair blue. Have you ever, like have that, you ever you watched know? Lamageddon? No. Okay, so the spoof is the one of the kids, and I caught it first before the other two because we had Crystal joining us that day. Uh, they literally changed the guy's shirt, one of the character shirts, 13 times. 
Yeah. <laughs> on purpose. It, it, it's, it's like it's, it's like a, an ongoing gag in the movie. Every time you see this character, he has a yeah. different he has different clothes on. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just you just deal with that and you move on the, the best way you possibly can. But no, Carly, um, yeah, she met Lance a long time ago now. And then so they uh, they have um, gotten married. They've been married several years. She um, she wound up being the center of our our whole thing. And of course, Lance being the main character, I love. And this is the thing is this is the stuff I live for is when you're on set and you're looking around because you never I, mean, I don't write into scripts. Uh, close up on boat cleat where we see our hero <laughs> step into the no when you're on the the actual location you go oh okay this is where we need to be to see him and this would be visually interesting i love it there's some of the shots in that movie that i just i'm so proud of that i just can't stand it sometimes i'm like how did we figure that out we're just in the flow <laughs> of doing stuff you know and it's like yeah. this to me this movie punches heavier than its weight uh-huh. And to be compared oh, to yeah. Birdemic or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, obviously, so much more money went into zombies than ever went into what we did. He did. He went through our library. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you got to know who you're talking to, right? Uh, to be compared to those, it's just like, oh, well, that's just high praise just to be in the same company. Plan 9 from Outer Space, a classic. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, I don't think they were doing it on purpose, but it's still very entertaining to watch. And so, yeah, how we almost got arrested. Oh, yeah. Travis owns the marina. And I call him up and I say, hey, Travis, we'd like to rent a boat off of you because it's after Labor Day when we shot this thing. As a matter of fact, it was seven years ago this month when we actually shot. I know. It really stunned me when it came up on my Facebook memories. Um, Seven years. But, uh, we call him, so we'd like to rent a boat off of you because it's after Labor Day. We figure we get a discount rate. All the kids are back to school. All the marina stuff's closed down. They're not doing shows and stuff on the weekend. We want to be there on like a Tuesday or something like that. He says, Dave, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to let you have a boat. Oh, well, great. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. It's a blue boat. It'll be sitting there in the dock when you get there. Don't worry about it. You got it for the day. Go for it. Well, great. We get out there and we get to the boat. Don't put this part on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our boat driver nearly killed us three times. Oh, it's a no. pontoon boat. Yeah. How you almost sink a pontoon boat, I do not know. <laughs> it can't be to done. This day, I do not know. But three times while we are shooting on this boat, the tip of the boat goes underwater and bounces back up. And we're all running to the back of the boat. I still don't know how she did. But anyway. <sighs> uh, and this is on well, a lake. This, this is, is on open lake. water, so there's Absolutely. no like. There's no like. We're not three feet away like we would be with a cliff where you can just. <laughs> we're in the lake with equipment that mostly we borrowed. So <laughs> we get there. That attracts attention. It attracts the attention of the person who actually owns the boat. So Travis had a the right to rent the boat. He did not have the right to give anybody access to the boat without money going to the person who owned the boat. <laughs> so by the time we pull in and we had that great huh. scene across the lake and everything right. else, and we shot all of that and our boat driver had a panic attack and then we talked her off the panic ledge and <laughs> got back on the boat and we go back to the dock. He comes walking out. What are you guys doing in my boat? 
Uh, Travis told, did Travis tell you you could rent this boat? Well, he didn't exactly rent the boat. He told us that we could, that's not his boat to tell you that. Oh, <laughs> no. He's hot. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we go back the next day because we have some close-ups. The scene where Charlotte looks over at um, Buddy and uh, Bobby, mm-hmm. where Bobby's yeah. checking Buddy out, you know, but still trying to cover that he's he's not quite gay. He's right. Absolutely. Right gay um (laughs) when she looks over and sees that the boat's not moving she's on a completely different boat (laughs) (laughs) we found a boat with a blue canopy we're going to be there three minutes hop on the boat (laughs) because that guy when we got back had taken his boat out of the water and parked it like 500 feet away as if to say you will never use my boat (laughs) (laughs) I called Travis and I said, hey, uh, the guy's boat that you let us use, he, he's a little hot. He said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> right. We never heard anything. That dude was mad. Oh, he was mad. Oh. He thought we had stolen his boat. Just completely stolen. Or he wasn't going to get paid for the day. Or I don't know what. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He was furious. At least the gas. Yeah. At least the gas. <laughs> Travis threw in the gas. I mean, we went up and down the lake on this thing. It was great. I mean, it's just, it's a long thing, you know. Our, our area, they're like that. They're basically like, you want to use a restaurant? Here's a restaurant. You want to do this? Here's a place. Um, you want a property that you can kill people in and not be disturbed? Here's our property. Go <laughs> we got it. the perfect place. <laughs> you might have to run into a cow or two, but, you know, they, they're just looking at you. So, you know, they move on. How um, did you clean up all that pudding? <laughs> the rain. The rain cleaned up. Rain. <laughs> that piece of property is the uh, unused uh, and now has a whole bunch who, of ants the fellow who uh well there's lots of deer there i'm sure somebody ate it oh yeah um, the fellow who owns that property is the same guy who owns the local theater the cinema here steve weston he was going to buy that property to develop it it used to be and if you watch uh agent smith on Diggeradium, i was actually looking at agent smith i was that was oh, that's good that. too. i told you cereal is my favorite agent smith's right next to it um okay. That used to be a chicken farm, literally, and how appropriate that okay. uh, it was a chicken farm that had fallen into disrepair. He bought all this property and it went all the way up a mountain. So in much of the Wareroo Street, we are on his property through the trees, through the various places, everything else like that. We found a location that would be perfect. By the time we got to it, the sun had set. It was pitch black. We couldn't shoot anything at all. <laughs> um, so we just moved every location down to the bottom of the mountain and made it seem like we were walking through the mountain. Um, because okay. Because of film. I mean, yeah. that's, that's basically yeah. what we can do. But yeah, we, we left the tents there. When we came back, deer had gone through and munched on everything and moved on. Um, we found out later there are coyotes, packs and packs of coyotes <laughs> on that mountain. <laughs> packs of them. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the point. Lance cut his finger during one of those scenes where he's he's cutting the rope to secure uh, Colonel Sanders' like um, leg, and then make oh the yeah 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 out thing. He's cutting that rope. He he actually used a real knife, took it out, cut the rope put it on the ground, did what he had to, reached for the knife, and it sliced through this part of his finger. Um, The first time that we shot it, we had bought these awesome knives that were made out of glass and bone. And one of them was green, one of them was black. 
So when the rare rooster was around or something supernatural, it was going to be green. Oh, okay. When it wasn't, it was going to be black. <laughs> well, we couldn't do that because we couldn't find the knives <laughs> for those knives. I thought, well, they're in this little tote and stuff like that. We put them away so we wouldn't have to worry about it. We put them away so well, I still to this day have not found them. Um, so we did the, the Hobbit thing where the knife blows blue and, and that sort of stuff. I was actually was just thinking... Yeah, it's a throwback to the Lord of the Rings stuff that we're yeah. all big fans of anyway. So we did something like that instead. But yeah, it, it's just these little things are so... If you buy the Blu-ray of Were Rooster, there's a director's commentary on it with me and Lance. Uh, okay. Mostly me, because Lance doesn't delve into it very much. <laughs> he's, he's content to let me talk. And uh, and then the the very the things that he's surprised about or why he talks about, he's it's it's on there. But yeah, it's just uh, we go into these little stories as we get to these scenes. Um, Schwarzenegger's a big influence on Lance. I mean, huge. Uh -huh. If you've ever heard of Schwarzenegger commentary on a movie he's done it's just basically describing the movie as it's happening oh, and no. that sort of thing <laughs> so we tried to kind of like fall into that lord there you know say, here's what's going on in this movie at this point kind of stuff you know and just throw that in there so people get a little <laughs> bit of the scenes kind of action on that too but uh yeah we produce our own blu-rays we make our own dvds we tried to we thought about selling them through amazon but they wanted a an invoice from our distributor Oh, okay. And so I called them and said, we're the distributor. We're the ones who are actually getting yeah, it. Yeah, right. And they're like, well, do you have an invoice for the DVDs that you bought? And we're like, no. <laughs> we went to Best Buy. A, a brand new product. It's a completely... <laughs> anyway, we were never able to do that. So we sold maybe, I don't know, 20, probably in the completely DVD yeah. and Blu-ray. Um, so, you know, collector's item. Yeah. Wow. Very, very few people in the world would have. Them. Oh, I definitely I definitely think I'm gonna I'm gonna Oh yeah, absolutely. So so if I buy one, do you send it? Yes. Yep. Would you like it signed? I was just gonna ask. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I would love it. I would think it would be awesome. That would be absolutely. fantastic. I'd be happy to. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you just you, send me an address you... and uh we'll we'll take care of that for you. Yeah, it's cool. like I said, you know, it's it's if it's from Alaska. Because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think I think that would definitely be fun. Um, uh, having a collection, uh, starting of course with you because you are our first wonderful oh. uh, movie. So you're gonna make my head swell. I'm not gonna feel this frame anymore. <laughs> but I think it'd be so fun to like actually like have my friends over. Uh, to watch like oh a watch party and yeah. just like do that because oh, yeah. yeah. um i get into weird situations and um somehow i ended up with the remastered metallica black album and the whiskey that goes with it wow <laughs> and uh so i'm gonna when we move i'm going to have a metallica black party with my friends and my my family and just <laughs> throw on some of the album and just sip this whiskey and and so i like doing things like that because i'm i'm a theme type person i like to have right. themes and i just love it when this this kind of stuff just randomly happens because it's right. like i can i can make this my own because i just have weird karma like that <laughs> exactly yeah and you get to enjoy an experience which as i get older the more I, I 
I like experiences more than I like things. So it's just the ability to see something you've never seen before, go with something you've never done before, or talk to people you've never seen before, or talk to. That's a fantastic. Well, and now I know it's a serve as a dessert. Pudding. <laughs> Cookies and cream pudding. <laughs> and as everybody's seeing it, it's like, hey, did you know you're <laughs> in a Home Depot five gallon bucket? So it's right on it. Right. So right. Don't lose it. It's funny because Dwayne, who's the uh, the shopkeeper slash bartender, it used to be a shopkeeper because we shot inside a shop. But then we okay. had this outdoor bar and we didn't have to go inside the shop. So we figured we could use that better. So he's the shopkeeper slash bartender. Anyway, he's driving an ATV and he brings, we've got all this equipment. We're about to go up on the hill to shoot the next scene. I think it's the one where Lou dies, actually. Okay. We're about to go up on the hill underneath the tree, get her coming, tripping, throwing the but the reason we threw the backpack, by the way, is because when we actually killed her, we didn't have the backpack in the shot. So we had to throw her back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you got that going for you. But anyway, as he's going, he goes to the wrong place and he goes through a mud puddle and it kills our uh, like our, our reflector. It's covered in mud. It doesn't reflect anything. It soaked all of our other materials that were there. Fortunately, I had the camera and the tripod. I walked to the location instead of taking a ride in the ATV <laughs> and uh, but everything else was like covered in mud and still covered in dirt to this day. We never could find a way to clean that reflector, but when he did that, uh, it forced a change in the movie. And so the whole, the whole uh, setup of the cookies and cream was a little bit different. And he climbed up in that tree and dumped that stuff onto Caitlin. <laughs> he was the tallest one among us. And he's just like, let me do it. He grabs it, goes up in the tree. He takes the camera angle from down there. So you see the boobs because you got to have the boobs in the horror movie. But, you know, we want it on sci-fi eventually. So it's not going to be too many boobs in the horror movie. <laughs> and, uh, and then drops it. And then we do the close-up of the pudding hitting. And I added the little smoke and the sizzle and stuff later. Uh -huh. and, and it's just all that good stuff. Uh, you just have so much fun doing the same stuff. <laughs> We did that, cost Caitlin her cell phone, though, because when she's in the pool, in the water, she forgot that she had her cell phone in her pocket. And she, oh, <laughs> she no. had to get him. <laughs> Calling her dad for that conversation, that was good. She, <laughs> she called him on my phone. And she's, yeah, it's Caitlin. Yeah, I lost my phone. <laughs> but, yeah, that was in the backyard of Lance's parents' place. They have a pool. So, I mean, we just color corrected it so it looked like it was underwater in a river. Oh, wow. Great on wow. action cam, about that big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, it's just the things you can do if you have to. Yeah. And now I've taken up way too much of your time. But like, oh, I love, no, no, no. I love this talking is, about the movie. And it's, this is a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. No, we actually uh, planned on just doing all day recording just because oh, um, I, I have a weird schedule. My husband has a weird schedule and Steven is uh, retired. So I just kind oh, yeah. of, we just, I have no schedule around. at all. No schedule at all. Yeah. Well, I hope one day to have no schedule at all, but I don't, I don't know if that'll ever happen. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how well the, the were rooster sells. Maybe then I can yeah, work into a yeah, situation yeah, right. where the only thing I have to worry about is making more movies. <laughs> And stories. Don't don't stop writing, man. I really like your short story. Okay, so it follows the story of Thomas, who is... Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Uh, There's a whole novel and movie, and I was talking to a... I have a friend of mine who actually uh, produced The Meg, Belle Avery. She's... Uh, no shit. She, yeah, yeah, she lives close wow. to me here. 
Um, out of all the places in the world she could live, she lives in Western Virginia. And um, anyway, so we're, we're going back and forth with ideas and stuff. And I ran this idea of the magic killer. People, and this is the thing that, that got me thinking. I went and shot a choral um, practice at the local college. And they were singing a medieval piece from 13 something or whatever, right? It was gorgeous to hear. And the fact that they could, even on a college level, layer that sound so that it hits you with an emotional impact. It didn't just mm -hmm. hit you audibly. It hits you deep inside, basically, because that's what the music was designed to do. And I thought to myself, you know, people have always been smart. Since they've been people, they've always been smart, but they believe weird things. <laughs> what if? What if is a good way to start any kind of conversation. Oh, yeah. But what if? You roll back to the 1300s and all the things that they believed were true for the time. What if there were dragons? What if there were vampires and werewolves and witches and all this kind of stuff? What would have to happen for us today to not have that? And I came up with the idea based in part on something I read from Orson Scott Card of a magic sink, a guy, Thomas Magic Killer, who went through the world and basically turned off magic. He found a scroll in Babylon after his brother was killed by a vampire. They got rid of all supernatural creatures. Basically, the supernatural creatures were like the training wheels for humanity huh? because they, they go with rules. Okay. You know? Yeah. Everybody's got rules. Vampires can't stand crosses. Werewolves don't come out until full moon. Silver bullets, all this kind of everything's got rules except for people. People have no rules. <laughs> yeah, so we are see, agents of chaos. We yeah. are agents of chaos. So if yeah. people are guided by these outside forces, they can't act too far outside those things. You don't sure. go out at night. You avoid the full moon. You stay home or else you pace the consequence. After he's, he's found this scroll, it basically turns off the training wheels. He travels the world and turns off the magic. Fast forward 700 years, he's tired of living. He's still alive. <laughs> And he tries to bring the magic back. He looks at the world and goes, look what we've done to it. <laughs> Maybe we need the training wheels. Uh -huh. And so it follows his story of trying to get the training wheels back on, which happens in New York. <laughs> and then John Ramsey has to deal with the consequences of. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, so oh, are, you cool. familiar, are you familiar with the theater. SCA? The SCA? Yes. The Society yeah. of Creative Anachronism. I have. Yeah, I had a good friend of mine who was into that. I would, if you're going to go to the 1300s, man, <laughs> I'd hit up the SCA for sure. Because I'm right. actually, yeah. I uh, I play a Bronze Age Celt. Okay. Because okay. obviously red hair. Right. right well, right, right. green eyes. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely hit up the SCA because you could get some really awesome, they have it and they love doing reenactment. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's literally what we do. <laughs> and I was, well, that's the, yeah, an actress. Um, when I was in, uh, working at a TV station, a friend of mine was really into that down in Virginia Tech, the whole thing. And he kept telling me, Dave, you need to be a part of it. You need to be a part of it. And he showed me his <laughs> swords and, you know, how he, he would practice the, the fighting and stuff and, you know, smaller movements than I would have anticipated because you're hiding oh, yeah. behind the shield and you're flipping the thing around the side of the shield and stuff. Oh, the fighters. I was watching it and I was like, wow, that's really good. I tell you what, I'll join if I get to be Pope. <laughs> and he said, no, we don't do Popes here. We don't, that's, that's, we don't do the religion. I said, how can you do a medieval 
reenactment society without a pope. You're just taking out like 70% <laughs> of the society. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Years later, they got a pope. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> It's all on how you word it. It really, I, I so. mean, you could you could push, you could push some of the limits if you word it just right. Uh, right. No, the heavy fighters are are just amazing. Um, yeah, I'm actually in the archery. Mm, okay, but I'm not a and, combat archer. And right. and magic, right? That's your. Oh uh, yeah, um, one of my little i didn't have a lockdown but i always just like i prepared for it so i got the Ooh. pen and teller magic kit oh. I'm, I'm a huge pen and teller actually right if if you've ever heard of Penn sunday school one of his co-hosts matt donnelly is the co-host or the host whatever however you want to say it of matt matt and Lee's ice cream social so if it weren't for pen Gillette, we wouldn't have known each other wow how about that and so, so Stacy's creating a, a, a medieval magician. No, it's character. Bronze Age. Bronze Age no, sorry. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's actually part of Scott's Rose. Okay. And I made it, but I fell in love with SpongeBob magic. SpongeBob magic. They cast with a, a sponge thing and hit people, right? Yeah. Lightning bolt, lightning right. bolt. Yep. Um, I've but seen no, that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been learning sleight of hand so that I can integrate it into SEA. And I have my first performance at the Sam Hain, Samhain, tomato, tomato, um, at the end of the month. But I mean, you, it's, yeah, with, with the, the, the looming over your head, you know, you can't go anywhere. What are you going to do? Right. Well, exactly. I'm going to watch bad movies and learn sleight of hand magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what you do. You, you be as creative as you can and do what you, what you can. I did a lot of fishing. Um, yeah. Oh, one of the things I wanted to mention was, of course, you guys talked about me being like 90% of this movie, and that's very flattering. But it's not true because <laughs> movies are a community event. When you write the movie, you're right. You're 100% that. Um, but when it comes to everything else, like I was saying, Colonel Sanders came up with some ideas. Uh, I'm not a moron. You are. But <laughs> he found us some things. As a matter of fact, he became a co-producer on this when he bought a camera. Which is oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> we're using these B1Us, which is fine. They're fine for what they do, but they were horrible in low light. And at this point, the DSLRs were starting to flow out and stuff mm -hmm. and get a little bit less expensive. Lance just went out and bought a used DSLR. And so we wound up using that the rest of the thing. Um, it's just these things like, you know, all these little things have to come together. And it's very flattering to be thought of. And my name is on it a lot. And I, I admit that, you know, I am the mastermind behind probably 85% of it. <laughs> maybe. Um, however, that extra 15% is what makes the move. It's just these guys coming together with a purpose, with a love for it. Mm -hmm. you don't get out there with volunteers if they don't have a love for it because it's hot and you don't eat for a while and <laughs> we got to do the same line 16 times because David <laughs> says perfect let's do it again that's the uh that's the way I direct and so <laughs> these guys they stuck they stuck it through they stuck it out and I was I just I could not do it if you want to make something completely on your own that's what books are for that's what the screenplay is for oh but sure if you're going to do a movie you got to bring in people. People are essential to everything that you're doing at that. And at that point, it becomes political. 
because at that point, uh, other people have opinions. And at that point, <laughs> if you listen to them, your product is better. Your eventual thing is better. You listen and go, I never would have thought of that. Like the guy who, who commented on the, the review, mm -hmm. uh, just the chicken head with some overalls. I was like, oh, man, what is wrong with that? That is exactly what I should have. It would have fit perfectly with that. I just no. timestamped that, by the way. I think huh? that we're going to, I timestamp, sorry, that's my dog. Uh, oh. I timestamp that. I'd like to use that as part of the outtakes is the 85%. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And yeah. just like yeah. kind of, because I think that, you know, if if somebody sees that you can do something for 600 bucks and you get that kind of a feedback of, you know, I, I started it, but I didn't finish it by myself. Right. I think that if we even just put it out in the ether, I think that that might, you never know um, who might pick that up and go, you know, this whole thing, I could probably pull this off too. And, exactly and I'd right. love to see more people like that. Exactly right. I read Robert Rodriguez's book, Rebel Without a Crew. And I thought to myself, why am I not doing anything? I've got all this equipment here because I own a video production company. Mm -hmm. I've got all this equipment here. Why don't I at least try to do something? And I felt kind of guilty that, you know, this is the thing I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. This is the thing that I love to do. Why am I not doing it? I'm letting too many other things bother me. Basically, mm -hmm. the day to day, you know, you got to pay the bills kind of stuff, those things. But when I took the opportunity to do something like that, to me, the final product of it, it was so worth it. It was just like, this is a this is a business where you beat your head against the wall and you beat your head against the wall and you just keep beating the head against the wall. And eventually the wall goes away and then you're on the other side of it. And you're like, wow, this was what we wanted to get to. And this is what we can be proud of, all of our accomplishments and stuff. And you get through a lot of bad stuff. Literally, I don't recommend anybody ever track down Crimson Bolt. If anybody has had a copy of it, which I don't <laughs> think has happened, I don't recommend anybody do that read the book, read the book, you'll have a much better experience. <laughs> if we didn't do Crimson Fold, we wouldn't have been able to do this and we wouldn't have been able to do that. And so that's the way life is, in sure. my opinion, is you yeah. start with places that you don't stay there. If you stay there, you'll never do anything. But if you learn from it, then you can move on. Keep beating your head against the wall until the wall goes away. That's basically <laughs> all you can do, especially if you don't have money. <laughs> there's a lot of walls but my friend bell like for instance she did the meg it took 10 years from the time really? that she got the rights to it wow. to the time that she made it was a decade of false starts almost happens all these little things that look like all the dominoes were about to fall and then finally they fell and there you go and now you got wow. the sequel coming up yeah. in 2023 or something like that she's really busy working on that Wow. Or you got the lock also by Stephen Altman. She was working on that. So it's, it's, you know, it, it's nothing's easy. <laughs> um, I am working on a pandemic short because Lance is now, uh, he's got a full-time job dominates all this time. And so does Justin, which they didn't have when we first met Okay, <laughs> uh, and families, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah right. Into the, the picture as we get older and uh, we, um, mature and such so i am working on one called the thin black line which is a uh, uh an undertaker trying to keep a vampire behind a door for a night okay so it's a one person thing um and i just need a room and basically that's it 
Vampire's Wake, the funeral home I used for Vampire's Wake, which is also on Digger Radium. Uh, they, they're like, anytime you want, Dave, come on back. Cause this is what, you know, like I said, this is the area we live in. Anytime mm-hmm. you want anything, just come on in and, uh, we'll work it out. So we had the full run of funeral home and everything, uh, same kind of thing, but it's basically a battle of wits between an undertaker and a vampire. Oh. How to keep him behind the door until okay. sunrise. Until sunrise. Yeah. Until sunrise. And of course, in, in everything I do, there's always some sort of subtext or under thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's uh, what happens when you have that's... a good cop and uh, you got a whole bunch of bad cops who don't want him to succeed. It's that yeah. same kind of uh, storyline we've seen for, I don't know, since there have been cop movies, you know, sure. since Dagnet, yeah. even before that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it's the same kind of thing, except applied to a funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> kind of so, yeah, I, I'm working on that. And uh, uh, it's going to be. It's one of those ancient, you know, um, definitions of satire. So it's going to be a little over the top in dress and that kind of thing. So it's going to be like, you know, 1800s dress for a modern kind of deal. Uh, as if these guys are really, they have a uniform and such. You know, I'm really talking way too much. I'm sorry. Guys. No, I'm, no, 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 no. This is it great. Just, it seems to occur to me if things come out of my mouth. So, I mean, <laughs> if I'm, I'm bored. Well, like you said, know. sometimes that's how you get those thoughts. I mean, that's somebody exactly can say right. something offhanded and just say, you know, uh, because you know, there's there's always that wherever you are, and you're 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 making a, a movie in a specific area. There are things that the local people will call you on, like um, right. the Alaska one, where it's Den- I think then it's a Disney movie called Denali or something like that, and they have a polar bear club that goes with them. No, polar bears <laughs> don't go that far down. Oh, and okay. and so it's it's little things like that, or like um, it just pulls you right out of the movie, then doesn't it? Yeah, and and because when you, yeah, and and you have those things where like the what was it? I think it was just called Alaska or whatever the vampire movie that they had up here because we do have so long where there is no sun. Thirty days of night. Yeah. Oh yeah, thirty days of night. Thank you. Yeah, based on the graphic novel. And right. and you and people are like, oh, that's not possible. I'm like, you've never been past the Arctic Circle, have you, hun? Because you can't in the Sparrow. you not want to go. I I actually got to go all the way out, and I went out the safest I possibly could. And and I say for point zero 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 three seconds, the world really did revolve around me. Wow, <laughs> literally. And wow. and you just watch the sun just circle. And it is the trippiest thing because it just doesn't go down. I mean, here in, here in Anchorage, you get nautical twilight for three hours on the solstice and that's it. Wow. And, and so. yet some people believe the world is flat. <laughs> so. Oh, and, and, and climate change isn't a real thing, even yeah, though, I mean, right. when I was a kid, Halloween, you know, there was at least three, four feet of snow and you had to figure out how to put your costume on over your snowsuit and it's been the last couple of years there has been no oh, snow around wow what a difference that's changing the entire culture i bet um it's it's changed the animals behavior a little bit um mm. the problem is uh you know i went on a 12-year walkabout in the lower 48 so i've lived in seattle and phoenix and kansas city missouri because mm-hmm. if you've ever lived in Kansas City, you know you have to identify what side of the river you're on. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you start learning about these little things that each town has. And then you start kind of getting awareness of, 
of how how things cycle through mm-hmm. and you know it's it's kind of interesting we had a a, a recent movie we watched and you couldn't tell what season it was filmed in um in one of the scenes they're in a, a ice cream parlor and there's christmas paint decorations on the windows okay and and you can't i mean there's snow was, and there's it no was a snow. halloween movie sometimes oh, okay. sometimes the trees are all green sometimes there's leaves on the ground <laughs> sometimes there's so and and then there's christmas <laughs> themes in the back and you're just like could you just keep it con-? and it's a spoof movie we know it but when when it doesn't have that weird consistency like yours does because yours is very obviously one season and i'm sure if if you can't get all the people together in one at one time you know, it, it goes back to know your know your area. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it, right. When because we walk, it can snow here one day and be fine the next. <laughs> right. Well, October's like that here. But we lost uh, the leaves in the time that we were able to do the scene where the were rooster gets caught in the net. We lost our leaves because we had to go do, we do um, the Miss USA pageants for New Jersey, New York, and um, Maryland. Okay. So, and Delaware at that time, we were doing right. Delaware too, um, in Wilmington. And so we went to, uh, to New Jersey. And when we came back, fall had fallen, it had gone. And so mm-hmm. we're in November now, instead of October. And we still had a scene where we were supposed to trap the were rooster in the net. And you get, I think I winged it, which I think is one of the best lines in the entire movie. <laughs> and Lance's reaction to that, just rolling his eyes like, oh my God, they're talking about low-hanging fruit. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the place that we went to shoot that, leaves are gone, they're dead. So we worked it into the script, you know? The supernatural always affects the natural. So uh-huh. you do this whole thing where like camps right over there, over here, the world's changed a bit, you know, and that's how you explain it. When you get back to camp after wounding the rooster, hey, everything's green and, and colorful and, and everything else because camp is away from where the were rooster is supposed to be, but close enough to explain why he kills everybody, which he didn't do because of a small Charlotte. Devious Charlotte, just always up to something. What part, and this is, a, this is one of the things I forgot to ask you guys, what part stood out for you as the worst part of that movie? What, what mistake did I make that I can avoid in the future? The, the, the camp, the, the, the elaborate campground from the backpacks. That's it. That, that's all I can think of. What do you think, Stacy? Um, that's the thing we kept going back to. Oh, wow. Now they've got another pan. Another pan. <laughs> Where did that come from? You're right, yeah. right, right. Um, uh, I honestly did like how you did the, uh, the were roosters site. Like how how it changed because oh, I yeah. actually did yeah, a high school movie cool. yeah. where I took a, a melted gel mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. it over the camera and that was my ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was high school. Um, so differently, yeah. So I hope nobody ever picks that because I think that was actually it's from a choice that I I have actually personally made. I think that's awesome, but I'm afraid people might say that that's a little too cheesy. I loved mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to pick something um i i think the uh the initiation at the end with all the hens mm-hmm. 
was was actually kind of I mean I I get the idea that they're initiating their new mm-hmm. uh, rooster. rooster right um but if you could incorporate like because I know that they actually do that naturally right within within the farm if you could actually like maybe because I know that the the he didn't really um my my I'm from, my family's from Nebraska. Let's just say that okay. he didn't puff up. The mm. new roosters oh, always puff they, up, yeah, they, and they yeah. always like scratch things, and and they're scratching, um, not necessarily the hens, but they will, you know, right dominate the hens, right. and that was the only thing I actually had a problem with, just from actually seeing a, a rooster dominate the hens. Thing. Right. Okay. That's a great point. We originally were actually going to use a real rooster. We shot him after we got back from that New Jersey trip. We shot a, uh, there's a fellow here in town who has a whole bunch of roosters. I'm not going to ask what he does with them. (laughs) Um, They're all in one yard and uh, they have each other little houses. And in the past, that would have been indicative of a cockfighting kind of Uh situation. You would think, yeah, yeah. In the past. Now, in the present, I don't know what, and I didn't ask. I just asked because some of them were gorgeous, absolutely Uh gorgeous. My my friend has chickens in the valley, and if you don't have a rooster that can get the hens to produce, you have a useless bird. Right, right. And so that's probably what he does, is he probably breeds them to be uh to to be be more of a, a a useful man thing we're gonna go with that yeah anyway yeah <laughs> kind of thing but uh he brought the roosters in and he had a pretty good train he said now in the old days and i like i said i didn't ask about the old days in the old days he could make the rooster walk backwards he could make them walk forwards he could make them walk side to side he could do all this kind of stuff the training he went through Dressage for, for roosters. <laughs> Whatever purpose. <laughs> so we shot the uh, the rooster. It just didn't work. It just ne- I could never get that thing to work inside the film. Where Clayton comes back to his form, I initially was going to show a giant chicken mm-hmm. morphing into a human being, and I just couldn't get it done. At the time, with the technology that I own, I'm sure there's a studio out there somewhere where that would have been 15 minutes of somebody just putting something on a thing, you know, tablet, and that was it. But for me, having to do all of this, the effects and the editing and all this, kind of, I didn't know how to do it. So we we just dropped it completely. I thought, you know, just let people's imaginations go. But when we went into the uh, interior where Lance is supposed to change, we actually have like a little rubber beak that we stuck in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it didn't look right. So I replaced <laughs> it with a CGI beak coming out of his mouth as if it was supposed to split him right. from the inside, a la, you know, American Werewolf in London or something like that, where it comes out and splits the face up and it basically becomes the, the wolf part of it. <laughs> and, um, and then, of course, cut away. But the puffery part of that, I did not even think of that. Thank you very much, Stacey. I appreciate that. Maybe in the future, he'll get a lot more puffy. <laughs> Maybe. But it looks like you think about uh, 
Foghorn Leghorn, right? In the car, he always puffs out his chest really big. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but he also pulls his sleeves back while not wearing any when he's getting ready to punch somebody. So that's <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had an artist actually do the wearers. This, this the little illustration that you put at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that. That was nice. Uh, Eddie Price. He did a. He's he's known as that 3D guy, and he goes to conventions and such. And there's a local comic book convention that I help out with, RobCon. And uh, that's where I met him. And I asked him, I said, listen, draw me a wear rooster. What do you think it would look like? Uh-huh. And he did basically the Hulk with the split pants and the legs and stuff coming off. Uh-huh. And I said, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And so I'm going to try to replicate that. I've got a mannequin. And you've seen the head if you look yes. at the paper. Yes. that I'm working on the head and trying to get it right and uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some CG elements of that but the rest of it's going to be very practical and you know basically it's going to be the dinosaur screaming at you kind of thing I mean yeah. basically that's, yeah. that's all you can really do and you know people may like it they may not but right now uh, a vast majority of people do not like the fact they can't see the <laughs> I, I actually didn't realize that until we were talking about the movie afterwards oh really and, yes and Stacy says we never saw the rooster. I said, "What? Right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, no, I could. Nope. I had an image in my head of what the rooster looked like. <laughs> I'm glad I planted that there without ever. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you've been implanted. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do about the rest of that and do a quick re-edit and such. But yeah, I mean, just give me addresses and I'll be happy to send you out a copy of if you like Blu-rays, which I I oh no, absolutely yeah, yeah we we'll will we will definitely pay for them. Um, yeah. We want to <laughs> we want to really get uh, that uh, prosthetic uh, budget a little push, a little, a little help. <laughs> you can spend six hundred and twenty dollars on the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be happy to tell you that the Were Rooster uh, has made four times. The budget. <laughs> wow. Into savings to make the next one. So it paid for itself. And then it has, uh, I don't know what we're going to do with all that money. It's just, uh, <laughs> there's so much, so much money. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. And I, I, I'm dying to get back to it. I really am. Just cannot wait for everything to calm down until we can have some sort of semblance of normality. And then, yeah. you know, start making stuff again and in the meantime there's the thin black line i've got it yeah pretty much ready to go and i have to remodel my office a little bit to make the office that i have for that and then of course i got to find a really cool looking door or find a cgi way to do the door um because you know it's got to be a pretty good door to seal in a vampire gotta be a good door right? <laughs> it's gonna be a nice door <laughs> but anyway right. thank you so much i really appreciate thank you. you that was very awesome all good. right all right entertained. <laughs> All right, be good. All right, we'll see you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye bye. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and end this. Okay. Yeah. um, So I could because we got to start the video. Yeah, video's got to start. It takes a while to process. Yeah, and I have a little stone dog who I gave him a whole one today. So okay. All so, right. 30 minutes, 45. What do you want? Let's do 45. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.